Good evening. It's certainly great to have you all here, and I hope you all enjoyed the food in the back. That was delicious, was it not? And uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. I really, really enjoyed that. It's great to have you here tonight for the finishing up or ending of our missions conference. And uh, just by way of introduction, I just remember as a young believer when I was going to church in Bellevue, Nebraska, and missionaries would come every so often on Sunday nights, and I loved it. Every time I would listen to a missionary and the plea that they would have, I would look at our church at Bellevue that I loved so much, and I would say, oh God, if you would like me to go to that country to help start a church like what we have right here, I would love to go. And it happened every time a missionary came. I love missions and what God does. You know, as I think of missionaries in our missions conference, there's, there's really two words that I just want to speak about as we do. The first two group of words is sent and send. You know, as, as I think of those words, I go back to my days when I was finishing up in, in graduate school out in, out in Maryland, and we were trying to discern what God's will was for us. I sort of wanted to be in foreign missions as soon as I could, but that didn't work out. But I ended up landing a, a spot on a home missions board where they'd send you out to a location. And I remember as we worked our way through that, they had a, a location in Carroll, Iowa. And uh, we prayed and they sent us out there. But the thing that stood out to me about our church back in Maryland, the pastor in that church tried to teach the people the greatest privilege that we have is sending Chuck and Diane to Carroll, Iowa. And it humbled me. But I was so grateful because I caught his spirit, and the church caught the spirit as well. We had to raise a little bit of support there in that area, and the church was going to pay us something. But when we got to Maryland, I mean, we got to Iowa, that church was so enthusiastic that they had promised to set aside so much money for us each month. And every single month, they tripled that. And I felt humbled. And I'm so grateful for a church that sent me out like that. So when it came to the time when we were going to leave, our ministry was finishing in Carroll, and we were going to go to Ecuador. From Carol to Cuenca was our theme. I wanted to instill that in our church in Carol as well. And I endeavored. I have to admit that was a little bit harder sell in some ways. I loved those people dearly, but I wanted them to feel the privilege of sending people out. And so I would say to you, Sailorville, tonight, it is our great privilege to be able to send Tyler and Kat to France. It's one of the greatest privileges we could have. And I also want to thank every missionary. Because a church can't send people unless there's some people that are willing to be sent. 
And this has been a great conference as we looked at these people who are willing to be sent. And so there's great privileges on both sides, both sending and being sent. It's a great privilege to be involved in that, is it not? Now there's another word I have to talk about. This one is maybe a little bit harder, but we have to talk about it because it's really connected with sending and being sent. That's the word goodbye. It has to be there. And what I want to say to you is we also have to celebrate that word. Jesus left the glories of heaven and said goodbye to come here to this earth. Goodbye is a necessary. I'm going to just say to you, who are close to missionaries, family of missionaries, and missionaries, there is no one that understands the word goodbye like them. And you understand it from both sides of where you go. You go to a place and then you have to come back and you're always saying goodbye. <laughs> there is coming a day when we're not going to say any more goodbyes. Believe me, missionaries look forward to that day. But we have to learn to celebrate that. Because by celebrating those goodbyes, we really welcome some hellos. And that's exactly why we do that. Because as missionaries make it to the field, they may say goodbye. But there's some really precious hellos that they're going to say to a group of people that do not know the Lord. And they're going to have a privilege of welcoming those people into the very kingdom. And so I ask, are the goodbyes worth it? Amen. Yes. Because I really believe that God is going to allow anybody that has sacrificed in sending and being sent and going through goodbyes, you are going to have the privilege in glory to meet numbers of people that you've never met before because hellos were being said as they arrive on the field. This past week, I was thinking through some songs, in fact, older hymns that I used to sing as a young believer. And one of the songs that we sang for often, oftentimes was called Rescue the Perishing. Anybody remember that song? I don't know if we have the words. Would love to see the words up on, on that, but it's a beautiful song. Now, <laughs> wow, look at that. Here we go. I sang this as a young believer and there were times I would leave the church in tears as I would sing this song. But I'm going to just read through. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying, snatch them in pity from sin and the grave. Weep over the erring one, lift up the fallen, tell them of Jesus, the mighty to save. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Jesus is merciful. Jesus will save this is the verse I could never forget. Rescue the perishing. Duty demands it. 
strength for thy labor, the Lord will provide. That's why we do this. This afternoon, I was in the house of a couple that we had met and uh, a week ago, they both trusted Christ. This afternoon, I went over the third, buddy, the third study that talks about the righteousness of Christ. Their eyes were beaming as they understood because of their faith in Christ. They were clothed with the very righteousness of Christ. Wherever we go, wherever we're sent, and especially I thank you for the missionaries that go out as well. We do that so that there might be people welcomed into the kingdom. So I say to all of us at Sailorville Church, as far as the DNA, let's celebrate the words send and sent, and let's also celebrate the word goodbye because it actually is translated into a lot of hellos and we're so thankful for those and so i applaud the missionaries that we support thank you for being willing to say goodbye so that you can welcome in other people into the kingdom and yes sailorville that is our dna and whatever God asks us to do to sacrifice for his cause, may God give us the grace to do that. Thanks, Pastor Chuck. I'm Josh Anderson. I serve on the missions committee here at Sailorville. And the job I've been given tonight is to Talk about some of the next steps that we can all take as part of Sailorville Church as we get into going home from the missions conference. I've got about 15 things to go through. It's going to go super fast. Uh, I've got a lot more on my list, uh, but the rest of the stuff on my list is a lot like Nebraska's new tourism slogan. Honestly, it's not for everyone. <laughs> but I'd be happy to share the rest of it with you on an individual basis. All right. So let's get started. The first thing that you can do is connect. Connect with our missionaries. Hopefully you've picked up their prayer cards. You can find their contact information on the website. Just the simple act of reading, knowing what's going on in their lives, praying for them, like actually praying for them, and then writing back, letting them know that you've prayed for them. That sounds really elementary and basic, but as we interview our missionaries and ask about what can we do as a church to be more encouraging, this is what they ask for. They want to know that people actually know what's going on with them, that people care, that they connect with them, that they have an idea of what's going on back here at home. So let's take that responsibility seriously. We're really encouraging people to get directly connected to receiving their newsletters. We also try to summarize them in the community connections, but this is something that you can take, take action on, on yourself. The second one is to educate. Educate yourself, educate your family. You know, I find that when you read your Bible, if you think about it in a missions context, not only is the greatest missionary story ever told there, but you'll see a lot of great things in there related to missions. It's there if you look for it. The other thing I want to challenge us on is, is books. So the more you read, the more you learn, right? Uh, so a couple things just from my, my personal library that really challenge us in the area of missions. Uh, this one by John Piper called Let the Nations Be Glad. I know it has pastoral approval here. Pastor's nodding his head. This is a classic. It's timeless. It's one that really brings out of scriptures the depths and the meaning of what we're talking about when we talk about missions. If you really want to start going deep, challenge yourself this book right here. 
Another great way we found, um, our church library has these Christian heroes, then and now books, that are missionary hero stories. Uh, just this past week, my family's been reading Jonathan Goforth and his call to China and what he's been doing. Uh, we've covered about 15 of these. We read them during supper time at home. They're written at a level that is interesting for adults, uh, but also understandable for children. And it's a really great way to bring into your home conversations about missions, about Christian heroes, the challenges and the struggles they face. And it, and it kind of helps you think about some of our current modern-day missionaries and maybe which one of them are the, are the next ones that we'll be writing books about someday. So I challenge you there. The final one is one that Pastor Pat shared with us about two years ago when we had a, a night focused on the persecuted church, and it's called Dispatches from the Front by Tim Kazee. Uh, it's got lots of good, it's kind of a travel log, lots of good snippets of things you can read. Sort of a front lines look at what's going on with the persecuted church. There's a DVD series with that as well. So just a few books that uh, I would recommend for you. Um, let's talk about invest. So we believe the local church is God's plan for this age. And so as Christians, our response to that is to invest our time, our talents, our treasures with our local church. But we find that we have opportunity to, to be individually involved with the lives of our missionaries as well. And that's what I want to challenge us on tonight. You know, there was a day where maybe we discouraged supporting individuals, but if you talk to our missionaries and understand how they raise money today and how they gain support, not only do they want great churches behind them, they also want great individuals behind them. So God has blessed you financially, and even if he hasn't, they want, they want you to be part of that. You know, our, our church budget has a healthy amount that goes towards missions, and I kind of view that like a, like a mutual fund. You know, you've got a missions committee that oversees that, and, and the church is responsible for that, and everybody gives to that, and everybody's part of that. But when you buy stock in an individual missionary, you suddenly read their reports with more interest. You pray for them more fervently. You have a greater sense of ownership. So whether you can buy in at five bucks a month or 500 bucks a month to support people, I really encourage you that. You're gonna find that to be a great blessing in your life. And then also projects. There's lots of different projects and things that are, that are always going on related to missions, different ways that you can get involved. So be looking for that. All right, the next one is to go, go visit. So. I want to challenge us, uh, as a church, we always take, uh, we've been trying to do about one mission trip a year, uh, maybe two. There's also opportunities for personal trips. Six to ten of you don't know it yet, but in September of 2019, you're going to Germany. <laughs> With Christy Walker, you can clap, clap for that. You might want to just tentatively hold your calendars open for that, uh, that last couple of weeks, so September, early October. We'll have more details and informational meeting coming up here at a future date. Uh, but Christy has a pretty specific list of things she's looking for. Uh, a speaker, worship leader, children's teachers, somebody to do photo and videography work, um, somebody to help tell the story of what's going on there in Germany. Uh, so I know she would be really encouraged by that. Um, I challenge you to take personal trips. You know, there, there's a lot, of, a lot of times we say, just go. And our church has a great history of this. Guys like Steve Dixon that just go to Togo and bring a few guys with them. I love that. I love hearing about every time he gets a chance to go. There's plenty of you that are doing that, and we want more of that. There are definitely opportunities for us to do that. Um, Chad Fincham has some tours that are, that are set up uh, with his juvenile justice ministries. It's called See the Story. Um, we'll put some information out here on social media or email that you can sign up for. But on Saturday, November 17th, there's two different tours up in Eldora. You can see what his ministry is all about. Uh, those will be from 9 to 11 a.m. and 1 to 3 p.m. So we'll be looking for those. Um, Let's talk about not only visiting, but let's talk about going local. Let's talk about getting some next levels of commitment. We've talked about our church plant being part of the 
missions work that we do as a church planting church. And we know that given the location of our next church plant, potentially many, many of us are involved in that. So be praying about that. Ask God specifically how you'd be involved in that. As we've said before, January 13th is the informational meeting on that. Um, so be thinking about that and think about that maybe in a missions mindset, how God would, would use you for that. Think about Bible studies, your friends, your neighbors, people that we connect with. Pastor Chuck has a great set of uh, Bible studies that, that I've found to be a really great way to go through and, and study the Bible with somebody. Um, I think in the church office, you can, you can find out how to get a copy of those and use those. I really encourage you to, to use those. Uh, last Sunday night, we featured four different parachurch organizations um, that are local ministries that you can be a part of. So I encourage you to be thinking about those. And just this morning, many of you raised your hand and made a commitment to ask God to soften your heart towards the lost. This is a way that we can reach locally our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, people that we're connected with. And finally, not only going local, but going all in. Going global, like Tyler and Kat are setting the example for us tonight, and going into the ministry. With the Engage Network and the Leadership Development Program, we talk about moving people from this church from our ministry into the ministry. I think Pastor Jason Jackson would probably be a good one to talk to if that's something that sounds interesting to you about being an intern or part of the ministry here. But who am I to talk about going all in? We should probably hear from somebody that's already done that. So Christy, come tell us why we should do all these things. Thank you, Sailorville. Can you hear me? All right. It is so great to be here. Jason Jackson asked me today, how was the missions conference? And I said, you know, when I think of missions conferences, it must be because I'm getting older, I don't know, I think of like five nights in one week where you go sit and listen to preaching, right? Sing songs like, so send I you to labor unrewarded, unfed, unloved, unknown, unpaid, you know. And then watch slideshows, you know, that contain, you know, you remember the old sound when they would, the slide would change, chichink? And you'd see slides of like grass huts, right? The sunset behind the grass hut, things like that. And those, that's what I thought of when I thought of missions conference. But this one blew me away. I can honestly say that. Leave it to Sailorville to do nothing inside the box, right? This was amazing. And I just want to take this opportunity to say from the bottom of my heart, and I can see the missionaries nodding right now. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you for an amazing experience this week. And I hope it was for you as well. I truly do. I um, was given the opportunity tonight to encourage two of my dear friends um, who are being commissioned tonight. And so I, I cannot tell you what a, what a huge honor that is. So because this is such an important thing for me, Okay? I do have some notes. I tend to be the type of person who wings it. All right, But I have some notes tonight, so bear with me as I read some of this, because this is how important this is to me. Friends at Sailorville Church, I was asked to talk briefly tonight about why missions is important for the church. Many parents, when asked why by their children, will respond, because I said so right? And that same answer could be given about missions. Why is missions so important? Because God said so. 
But there is another answer. The answer is simply this. We're told to go and make disciples of all nations so that all nations might know. Might know God and be able to worship him. Right? Listen to this passage, Acts 17, 25 through 27. From one man, God made all nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. It's a touching passage. The church is made up of people, for the most part, who have already received the message of good news or the gospel. The church, therefore, okay, because we've already received the message, the gospel, the church's job is to be a launch pad, okay? Is there a picture? There should be a picture here. This is the picture I want you to focus on for a minute or two here. The church's job, then, is to be a launch pad, launching forth or sending out ambassadors for the gospel. An ambassador is literally a commissioned representative or messenger. 2 Corinthians 5.20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. That is huge. Tyler and Kat, welcome to the ambassadors club tonight. So church, your job is to make Christ known to a lost world because you already know him, right? So your job is to make Christ known. You do this by being Christ's ambassadors right here in your Jerusalem. We just heard about this, right? And by listening closely to the Holy Spirit and setting apart those that God has called to be Christ's ambassadors to other nations. Listen to this passage. Acts 13.2, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Right? This isn't just a willingness on their part to go somewhere. This is, we hope and pray, a calling directly from God himself. You have set Tyler and Kat apart for the work of the gospel in France, and tonight you are launching them out. Can the launch pad go back up? Is that all right? I need you to see this for a second. This is to Tyler and Kat, okay? If the church is the launch pad, what are you? The rocket, okay? I have known Tyler's family since before he was born. I've known his parents since they were dating. I am old. Okay, I'm older than I look. The Betts family are dear friends who have prayed for me and supported me as a missionary. I've gotten to know Kat more recently. I love Tyler and Kat, and I'm so proud of them and so excited to have them as neighbors, right? Reaching people in Western Europe, Germany, France, you know, we're neighbors, right? We touch. I want, we're touchy-feely, the Germans and the French. The French are, not the Germans, okay? <laughs> Rain it in, Christy. All right. I, <laughs> I want to encourage them tonight 
I want to encourage them tonight using the analogy of a rocket being launched. Tyler and Kat, you are the rocket. Tonight, this church is launching you out to France, but really into the unknown, into spiritual darkness for the sake of Christ and the gospel. I am sure, because I've been where you are, that you feel inadequate. You feel excited, but you also feel weak, terrified, unprepared, and sad to be leaving family and friends, your comfort zone, right? But as I said yesterday to the ladies, no one can truly follow Christ inside their comfort zone. Not possible. I've been there, guys. But tonight, you are being launched. As the song says, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. But I want to remind you tonight that you do not go alone. Going with you is God himself. He promised that for those who go and make disciples of the nations, he will be with you to the very end. And if that weren't enough, look at, the, look at the rocket. What's coming out of it? The power of the Holy Spirit goes with you. Acts 1.8 lets us know that those who are Christ's witnesses, which should be all Christ followers, right, will receive power. Holy Spirit power. This means, Tyler and Kat, that as long as you are being filled with the Spirit and walking in step with him, you will be powerful and unstoppable change agents for Christ. That is a promise from Scripture. The Spirit will be your driving force and power, enabling you to be Christ's ambassadors in France. The church back home is your launch pad. They will pray for you. We already have proof of this. They will pray for you. They will give. They'll be your true partners in this gospel ministry. They will. They've proven it to me over the years. For all of you sitting here observing tonight, remember that each one of you has a responsibility to be Christ's ambassador. Collectively, you're a launch pad, right? But individually, you're a rocket. Picture a rocket that never launches. What a waste of a rocket. The launch pad is in place, right? The Holy Spirit, or the power to launch, is at our disposal. The command to go and make disciples has been given. The harvest is plentiful. All that is needed is obedience. Thanks. Thank you, Christy. What a great challenge from a friend and a friend of the family. And Tyler and Kat, it would be a great privilege for me to give you a charge, but I'd rather have your best friend do that to you, okay? So the two of you, if you'd come up right now, these two chairs are prepared for the two of you. If you'd sit right here. 
Good job having the Kleenex. <laughs> and uh, let's invite Pastor Brad Posley to the platform to give the charge. Well, you guys, Tyler, the first time we met, it was up at the Baptist camp, and uh, you were running games that week, and I was the new youth pastor at Sailorville Church, Sailorville Baptist Church at the time, and uh, I uh, saw you, and I said, this looks like a nice guy, and I think he might know my brother, and in fact, I know he does, I'll go introduce myself, and I said, hey, Tyler, you know my brother, I just wanted to say hi to you, and he goes, huh, I don't think I know your brother. He said, but don't worry, a lot of people know me. <laughs> and I thought to myself, this guy is a jerk. <laughs> it all looks nice on the outside, but it's, man, that's not who he really is. But little did I know, my brother, just a few years later, he'd be one of my dearest friends. And then you married Kat, and you became so much better. <laughs> She's enhanced you in every way, brother, Amen. But this is hard for me because I'm losing my Timothy. I'm losing who's been a Timothy to my wife as well. Our dear friends. So this is tough, but as Chuck says, we say goodbye so that we can say hello. And so I want to encourage you from Philippians. Philippians chapter 2, verses 19 through 24. And I want to encourage you in this way, that this is us, as, as Paul is writing this to Philippi, and they're thrilled that they're going to, he's sending Timothy to them. And what a joy it was for them to receive Timothy. I want us to read this as if we're sending a letter to the church in La Rochelle, France, talking about the bets that are coming. And this is what it says. It says in verse 19, I hope in the Lord Jesus Christ to send Timothy to you soon so that you may be cheered by the, that you might be cheered by the news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. And you know, church, if you've been around Tyler and Kat for any amount of time, you know that to be true. Two people who are genuinely concerned for the welfare of others. It says not everyone is like that, but Timothy is. And so are you guys. Not perfectly. And what I love about it is when you know you haven't done it perfectly, you guys are the first two to admit that always coming and saying, I haven't done this well, and making amends and making things right. Even just the other day, you came over and helped me blow the leaves out of my beds the other day, and they'd still be there if it wasn't for you, so I don't know what I'm going to do next year. <laughs> but I read this with joy. As verse 2 says, we, we says, but you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father has served me in the gospel. You guys have grown so much since you've been here at Sailorville. Tyler, you've grown in your leadership as you came and you've taken, you worked under me as a youth leader, as a volunteer, and then led our middle school ministry. Done an amazing job with that. You both have been involved in mentoring young men and women in our church encouraging them to know Christ, encouraging them to be like Christ. You've had opportunities to baptize students and others in this baptismal and having people identify with Christ because of the opportunity you've had to invest in their lives. 
Tyler, you've grown in your preaching, and we thank the Lord for that. <laughs> I, Tyler and I, we were this, the, the boy going home to his dad and saying, how is Tyler doing speaking? And he said, Dad, sometimes I don't even know what he's talking about. It makes zero sense. And we're thrilled that that isn't the case anymore. You're making sense now, which is good. And I just praise the Lord, my brother, for how much you've grown in all these areas, and you, Kat, as well, just to watch you grow up and grow in your gifts together. And so Timothy, though, after being mentored by Paul, he goes on to do some leadership of his own, being himself to other people in the same way he was to Paul. But that's why Paul tells him, he says, for this reason, in 2 Timothy, he says, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in youth, the laying on hands. Tyler and Kat, take what you've learned here at Sailorville, the gifts that you have from the Holy Spirit of God and fan those into flame. Keep growing in those. Be confident in how God has wired you and how he hasn't wired you at the same time. And grow in those gifts and use them for the benefit of others and continue, as we like to say around here, do better at what you do best, honoring Christ and being more like him. Paul said to Timothy, and I charge this to you, Tyler, in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who is the judge of the living and of the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Preach the word. It's all you got, and it's all you need. It's thoroughly equipped you with it, and we just Heard this recently, there's only two times when we're supposed to be ready to preach, right? In season and out of season. When you feel like it and when you don't feel like it. And there's going to be times in your ministry in France when you're firing on all cylinders. You as a couple, you're, you're doing awesome and people are responding and the church is, is growing and you're having all kinds of discipleship opportunities. You're going to step into that pulpit and it's going to be a joy to preach the word of God. And then there's going to be other times. It's not going to feel that way. Tension in your marriage. People aren't responding. It's been a long time. And you're, what, what, what are we doing here? You're not even going to feel like get out of bed. You get up, brother, and you preach. You preach your guts out. You start by preaching to your, to your wife first. Or to you. Sorry, I pointed at your wife. You <laughs> preach to you. You remind yourself daily of the gospel. You remind yourself that you are a child of God and it's not something you could deserve or earn and he chose you and you had nothing to do with it and you responded in faith. You preach that to yourself. You say the same thing to your wife. You preach it in a loving way to your wife to hope in God. And that little one that's growing inside of her, you do the same thing. You preach to that family, and then you get up, and you preach to five people that he gives to you, a thousand people, whatever it is, and you preach with everything that you have, my brother, when you feel like it, and when you don't shepherd the flock of God. And shepherd them well. Work hard at contextualizing getting to know those French people, understanding what's, what's it take for a French per person to understand the gospel. Work hard, be creative, 
and trust Jesus, trust the Holy Spirit to bring about the results. Paul continues and he says in 2 Timothy, as you've always, as for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of the evangelist and fulfill your ministry. He says, do the work of the evangelist. That's true for, for both of you, for me too, to do the work of the evangelist. And you've seen God bring about fruit in your evangelism. Some of them over the long haul of many years of working with people. And I think God's preparing you for France in that way and in Europe over the long haul. It's not going to be quick. It's going to be a long obedience in the same direction of sharing the gospel. And God's going to bring about the fruit. And you trust him for that. So do the work of the evangelist in winning the people of France for Christ. So we'd send... Two of you, two of you, two of our best from Sailorville Church. And I want to read this passage again. And I want to insert your names in here. It says, I hope to the Lord Jesus to send Tyler and Kat to you soon, church at La Rochelle, so that they may may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like them who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare, for your welfare, For they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ, but you know Tyler and Kat's proven worth. How as a son and daughter with the Father have served with me in the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send them just as soon as I see how how it'll go with me. And I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. Now, that last part there, I myself will come also, right? That means Sailorville Church is going to pay for Mandy and I to come visit you guys. It's right there. Use the gifts that you have. You know, your family calls you Thai man, Y man, right? Uh, Tyler, you've saved me from many conversations where I've ran out of questions with people, and God has given you the ability to engage and to work with people and to have your wife alongside of you going all the way. We are so thrilled to send you as a church. And we love you guys so very much. Thank you. Hey, let's welcome all the other guys that are coming up here in ladies' family. Come on up here. Let's pray for these guys. Is that what we're doing, right? One more. more. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Pastor Brad, though. That was awesome. That was fantastic. (laughs) You can stay standing for a moment if you like. And I'm going to give this to you if you have anything to say. This speak now or... Yeah, Never hold your now. peace. Yeah. <laughs> Kat and I love Sailorville Church very much. At Wednesday night, we came for a youth group, and man, do I love you guys. We love you students so much. As uh, I reflected back on the impact that Sailorville has had on my life, on our lives, uh, for me, it started at the age of five, and I was saved under the ministry of Sailorville Church. When I was eight, uh, I was baptized here, right up there. Judy Mossas was still doing her thing back there. (laughs) Baptized at Sailorville Church. It's where uh, I began attending in 2011 and working alongside of Brad and 
when God really lit a flame in my heart to live for him. It's because of Sailorville Church. It's where Kat and I got married and we stood right here and we got a, a charge when we got married at Sailorville Church. It's where, for some reason, they let me be, be an intern. <laughs> Only God knows why, but I'm thankful. <laughs> and it was at Sailorville Church that we were both mentored in ministry, uh, shepherded to, to love people, to love God's word because of Sailorville Church. It's amazing when you think about how all that you have done for us, like physical blessings, like who gives somebody hearing aids? I mean, that's ridiculous. Thank you, Sailorville Church. You've prayed for us. You've corporately committed to partner with our ministry, sending us to France, and individuals have come behind us too. Sailorville Church, you've done this. Thank you. And probably the thing that we're most thankful for is, as Chuck was talking about, the DNA. You've instilled in our hearts a DNA that has a passion, a love for people, for souls that are perishing in need of rescuing. And believe me, if it wasn't for the call of God in our lives, there's no way we'd be leaving you guys because we love you from the depths of our heart. And so, thank you. Thank you so much. We love you all. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Well, I'm not going to invite you to sit down again, but I am going to invite you to kneel in just a moment, okay? But I'd like to invite uh, the, the pastoral staff of Sailorville Church to join me right now. I'd like the, our missions committee to join me. I'd like those deacons I've asked to join us as well, as well as Phil and Barb and Paul and Lisa, if you would make your way up here as well. The parents of uh, Tyler and Kat uh, will surround them here. You come into the center if you would, please. And um, yeah, you can, yeah, go ahead and kneel. That's good. You're so tall, I'd rather have you just kneel here, okay? And come up here close, everyone here. We're going to lay hands on But I, I think we, we ought to have some just w at least one representative of, uh, of our church, uh, the lay people of our church uh, that are not on staff. Oh, actually, actually, she is on staff. I'm going to ask your friend Mandy to join us. Can I do that? Would you come on up here, Mandy? Put your hands on your friend here as well. And uh, thank you. Uh, I don't need this, I don't think. Oh. Yes. Okay, there we go. Hold on. So uh, come on in here. We're going to lay hands on, on you, and, uh, and we're going to pray. I don't normally write my prayers out, but I did this time because I don't want to screw this up, okay? <laughs> so uh, at any rate, it is from my heart. I've been thinking about this. Uh, Tyler, very proud of you. Uh, you know, as you know, about a month or two ago, I broke down in our staff meeting because you, you've been here as long as I can remember. And then you left and came back like an old penny. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you. I thank the Lord for you. 
And uh, you've been a blessing and a challenge to me in a good way. You've been a blessing to me. And uh, Kat, we love you. And uh, we're excited about, we, we want to pray that God will help them raise up the rest of their support and then launch them, launch them from this pad. Amen. Uh, and missionaries, are all the missionaries up here? Did we get the missionaries? I didn't invite you missionaries. Get up here, missionaries. I'm sorry. I think I meant to invite you too. We got to have these missionaries up here. And um, thanks for that analogy, Christy. Thank you for the challenge, Pastor Brad. Appreciate that so much as well as you, Pastor Chuck, Josh as well. Josh, uh, thank you for your challenge as well, Anderson. And now uh, as we lay hands on Tyler and Kat, we pray. Let's pray together, shall we? Our Father in heaven, we ask in the name of your son Jesus to bless Tyler and Kat and keep them. Lord, make your face to shine upon them and be gracious. Be so gracious to them. Lift up your countenance upon them and give them peace. We lay our hands on this precious couple tonight, Lord, as a sign of saying we, we agree with this commission. We agree with you, God, and your spirit and his work and Tyler and Kat's lives to call them to France. And in so doing tonight, Lord, we do so with joy. We say goodbye with joy, commissioning them through your church at Sailorville. So, Father, for Tyler and for Kat, and for your glory, we ask that you would ground them in your truth. You've made this young man a great theologian, Lord. He really is, and we're, I'm so proud of him, as, not just for who he is, for wh what he is and what he believes. He believes truth. Help both he and Kat to be grounded in your word and in the promises therein. We ask you not only to ground them with your word, but fill them with your spirit, Lord. God, we ask that the Holy Spirit would control their lives through the word of God as well. And that they would experience, Lord, genuine, a genuinely spirit-led life. And they'll need it in France. God, we ask you to equip them with your gifts. The way you have gifted them. And as Brad, Pastor Brad has mentioned, Lord, they are, they're givers. They're lovers. They are, you have filled them with the gifts of mercy. And I pray, Lord, that that those gifts of mercy and service that I, we've seen so much in both of these two, Lord, would translate into opportunities and relationships. So equip them, we pray. God, we ask you to protect them. Protect them by your power from the evil one. Protect them from themselves and their own personal temptations and things that would cause us and our flesh to go astray. So protect them by your power, dear God. We ask you to brace them for not if the trials come, but when they come. Brace them by your word and your spirit, which we've already brought before you and brought them before you in that regard. Use those things, Lord, and just in the prayers of the saints back home and all around to brace them during those times. As has already been alluded to, Lord, uh, we are laying hands on a genuine answer to prayer that Cat is expecting. 
We're so happy for them, happy for her, happy for this expectation of family, and we pray that you would protect and bless and bring to fruition this little one in her womb. God, we pray that you will use them through struggles and use every struggle. Don't help them not to waste a one, but to suffer righteously and help them, Lord, use them as they bless others. May their trials that they endure be the very means by which people will see Jesus and ask questions and come to him. Pave the way for them to your elect in France. You have people all over this world, Lord. We're sure of it. You've told us so. I'm asking, dear God, we're asking, dear God, as we lay hands on these two, that you will pave the way through the opportunities, the teaching and preaching and basketball and just neighboring and whatever they do, pave the way to your elect. Open doors for them and for your gospel, dear God. Open the doors. You've told us to pray to that end. That's what we're doing. And save the lost in France through their witness. Save people, Lord. As has been mentioned, what good is a rocket on the pad? We're, we're launching them, Lord, to be used. And so we pray that you would use them and all the stewardship that goes along with it to save souls in France and make disciples through your faithfulness and their faithfulness to you. Because that is their call, to go into France and make disciples. And finally, God, glorify yourself through Tyler and Cat Betts and the church in La Rochelle, France. We ask all these things to the praise of your glory in your name as they go forth for the sake of your name. In Jesus' name, amen. All God's people said, amen. amen. God bless you, Tyler. God bless you, Cat. We love you. We love you. We love you.